0: Hey, everybody, Andy Triefenbach here from Destroy the Brain. Just before we jump into episode 60, obviously, I I feel like I need to release a little disclaimer. Uh, As you know about the COVID-19 pandemic that is currently happening around the world, we decided to still put out an episode, but we recorded it remotely using the Zoom meeting service, which is very popular right now. But yeah, we are practicing social distancing, so uh, we are currently not having anybody come into the studio and record on their own mics with a higher quality. So if this is your first time listening to the show, please go back and listen to any of our past episodes, 1 through 59, and you can hear some of the quality, uh, audio quality difference between this one. With that said, I think the audio quality for this is pretty decent, it's obviously not on par with having the professional microphones that we typically record on, but it's audible, and I think there's good discussion in here. And hopefully we give you some good ideas of stuff to watch while you're stuck at home. And uh, yeah, we think it's a good time, and we definitely didn't want to like just abandon everybody. I know our last episode was back in February, so we wanted to get something on the books. You may hear from us a little more often. Because let's face it, we we ain't got shit to do. So anyway, we hope everybody's staying safe, and uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thanks.
1: What I found most... What's that? What's that, Roger? I said I was going to say what I found most funny about. Oh it boy, you sound like the, a drunken
0: uh, robot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> let's wait for the internet saying. connection. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, talk now. Okay. It better?
2: That was pretty fun. It
0: better. Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. We are recording this remotely, so don't worry. Uh, we're abiding by all quarantine standards. Uh, so, this uh, episode is brought to you by Zoom, making life normal. I'm Andy Treffenbach. Patrick
1: Kordkamp. Jeremy Jones. Roger Henderson.
0: I feel like, I know this isn't a great Audio thing, but every time somebody talks, I look down, like the brain <laughs> 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 Right. Anyway, um, so we decided to. Well, number one, it's been a while since we've had a podcast, and a lot of it is because of the coronavirus uh, outbreak. We hope everybody is staying safe, staying clean, washing them hands, and all that jazz. But uh, we decided that we would have some fun with it and uh, pay tribute to our essential workers out there um, who are risking their lives doing what they do, whether they like it or not. And uh, this episode, we're going to pay tribute to our grocery workers by watching and talking about Intruder, the 1989 film directed by Scott Spiegel. Uh, Before we do that, I just kind of want to get some brief housekeeping out of the way everybody i'm sure knows that late night greenhouse has no date from here on out uh last night would have been horror trivia night for april our six-year anniversary but we'll celebrate it hopefully in july we'll see hopefully yeah hopefully um anybody who bought a slot i already contacted everybody and everybody's moving their slot to july for now so that's cool um but yeah uh that's the only thing on the books is the July show for now. But October,
3: in, still technically. In, in
0: October, yeah, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We're just playing it all by ear. So. Um, also, just FYI to everybody who might be trying to visit the website, it's slow for some stupid reason. I think I'm just going to switch hosts because they're awful. Uh, the one that we're on right now. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you experience slowness on the site, uh, we're working on it. That's all you need. Okay, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into what we've been streaming. Okay, Patrick, what have you been watching slash streaming? I
2: watched Hellraiser 2, or Hellbound Hellraiser 2, which is available on Shudder. And uh, believe it or not, it was actually a first time watch. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's uh, Jeremy, I'm sure you know who directed this, right? Yes, <laughs> he, I do. Of course, of course he does. Who <laughs> so, so is uh, it? It's the, the same guy. What's his name? I don't know. But Tony, I know Tony <laughs> oh, Randall. Tony Randall. Director of Amityville 1992.
0: It's about time. It was Anthony Hickox, but (laughs) he did (laughs) Hell on Earth.
3: Yeah. And Warlock 3. Oh, did one of the Warlock sequels? Anthony Hickox. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I'll have to watch Warlock 2 or 3, I guess. But uh, yeah, I I think it's a pretty overlooked sequel. Uh, But it. Pretty much takes place right after the first one. Uh, it has a lot of the same cast returning. Uh, Kirstie Cotton, uh, Ashley Lawrence comes back, as does uh, uh, Doug Bradley, of course. and Claire Higgins is back as uh, Julia Cotton. But she's basically in an insane asylum. There's a doctor there who's obsessed with the pu- the puzzle box. There's a haunted mattress <laughs> involved in the story. Gooey it's, gooey. it's lots of ooey gooey's, but uh, I really like it a lot. Uh, it gets pretty out there sometimes, but uh, I thought the uh, it was pretty imaginative and the scope is a little bigger and that's reflected in the score as well. I think it's one of the coolest scores I've heard in a long time. Uh, Christopher Young comes back for that, but it gets into more of a horror fantasy territory, even more so than the first one. And, and, you know, going into that world of the Cenobites and even a little bit of spoilers here, but seeing who they, who they really are and what they really are before they were turned into the Cenobites. I remember watching that part and being like, whoa.
3: I'm Nowadays, uh, Butterball would be a kid <laughs> with a
2: headset playing video games. He probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's uh, there. there's a, another connection there that you'd probably appreciate, Jeremy, and that's the writer of the movie. Peter
3: Atkins, yeah. Who
2: did Wishmaster.
3: <laughs> Wishmaster... <laughs> He also did um, Hellraiser three and four. Um, he co-wrote four with um, Kevin Yager. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Which uh, I think is very underrated. Is that the one for... you referenced on Twitter? I think probably. You said it was like <laughs> the last, the last good Hellraiser yes, sequel. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. Uh, I think the set design is really interesting. It, especially that third act of the movie is just eye candy and it's just very atmospheric and just like colorful fog and stuff. And it's really, really cool. And I, I think it deserves a little bit more love.
0: I actually want to revisit that one because I remember liking part two a lot more than part one.
2: I've heard that from a few people too lately. uh, Cause I I'd, I'd gone on Twitter and mentioned that I'd watched it cuz I've seen some people who were kind of mad about it but then uh one of my yeah. other friends was You're like you meh. but yeah <laughs> and then I heard from somebody else who was like I got to say I think I like it more than the first so maybe you will too
0: yeah i mean honestly i think it's just better directed.
2: yeah yeah uh, i mean
3: uh Clive Barker is not much of a director I think he does a good enough job but um, there's a lot of really weird shit in that first one <laughs> yeah there like, is <laughs> just like, huh, like moments you're like okay <laughs> I do think that Tony Randall is a better director if he's not a better regarded director yeah
0: cool Jeremy what about you
3: well, <laughs> funny you mentioned Tony Randall because <laughs> I watched nineteen
0: ninety three's Ticks. Oh, yeah. oh okay, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: sure. How'd you watch? Oh, uh, one thing before you go on, um, Hellraiser two. Uh, the one thing that we wanted to talk about is where you can stream some of these movies, and uh, you can stream that on Shutter Prime, and I think Hulu even has it. So. Uh, Hellraiser 2, I mean. So, how'd you watch Tix? Did you just watch it on the DVD?
3: Um, I actually have it on VHS. It is available on Prime. It is also available on the Roku Channel, FilmRise, Vudu, and Tubi, and a bunch of other fucking shit I've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) All those besides Prime are going to be with that, so So, FYI. Um, 1993, Tony Randall, it is uh, basically a bunch of, like, counselors take a group of troubled teens, inner-city teens, to a wilderness retreat. What they don't know is there's somebody experimenting in the same woods producing mutated bloodthirsty ticks. You got me. And this movie is gross, and it is hilarious, and it is really fun. I had never heard of it till I bought all these tapes off of uh, somebody I worked with. Had to buy everything basically in bulk, like you know, had never heard of it, saw so was directed by Tony Randall, I was like, all right. Uh watched it, blew me away.
2: Oh my god. Clint Howard's in it. Clint Howard's, yeah. yeah so Clint Howard's <laughs> in it.
3: Alfonso Ribieros as the tough inner city youth. Carlton Death Green, yeah. Clint <laughs> Howard. Uh Rance Howard, his father. I don't know if that's how you say his name. I think so. Um, and Peter Scoleri it was uh, written by Brent Friedman so here's a couple movies he's written uh, The Resurrected from 91 Necronomicon, Book of the Dead he co-wrote uh, Andy's favorite movie American Cyborg Steel Warrior <laughs> <laughs> Hellbound starring uh, Chuck Norris from 94. He did episodes of Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Wow. He also uh, wrote Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Food Fight. (laughs) So he runs the gamut. Sold. (laughs) But Tix is totally worth your time. Um, all of films put it out on Blu-ray. It's super out of print. Yeah, way out. Um, of
0: I've always been trying to find it, but
3: it's the same. It's been on Prime for like two years, and it is
1: so fun. Cool. Uh,
0: Roger, how about you?
1: Um, from fun to depressing, um, I watched <laughs> the Golden Glove from 2019. That's a Shutter exclusive right now. Uh, it's a well-crafted but mean-spirited movie. Um, it's along the lines of, like, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and uh, Angst. Uh, it's, um, so a feel-good ser- movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it follows the life and uh, crimes, I guess, of uh, Fritz Hanke, who was a, a serial killer in Hamburg, Germany, in the 70s. And... Oh, wow. um, yeah, it'll make you feel like shit because it is like a <laughs> it is a dark, gritty movie that like it portrays like his actions like supposedly to a T like because I looked it up afterwards and it was just, I don't know, like he did some mean shit. Uh, the movie doesn't like glorify it or anything like that, but it like doesn't pull any punches when it comes to like his actions and whatnot. So basically it's like uh him like going to these like CD bars and like luring people to his apartment and like just brutally killing them and like chopping their bodies up and hiding them in like this wall space. And like he like covers up the smell of like the rotting flesh with a bunch of like air fresheners. Mm. It is yeah, it is it is messed up. But yeah, if you like if you like shit like that, I definitely recommend it because it is like a, like I said, like an incredibly well made baby. Um, the one thing that really impressed me the most was like uh the main actor. Like he he's a fuck motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but- <laughs> under a whole bunch of prosthetics, right?
1: Yes, it is like flawless prosthetics. Like seeing him, you know, without it, he looks like uh he looks like a, like a teen model, basically. <laughs> so, it is, it is crazy. That one's been on my radar. That played Slith last year.
4: Yeah.
3: And if you've tried to go to St. Louis Film Festival, you know how little genre actually plays there.
0: Yeah, I remember writing it up um, because it played at fantastic fest and I heard really good things. It often got compared to Henry portrait of a serial killer, which I was like, Oh shit, it's going to be a heavy movie, but I do like Henry. Yeah. Right. Um, I put it on the list and I just, I didn't even get to go to sliff and I had like a free pass. I didn't, I
3: was working when it, I always check my schedule when it's a movie I want to see. And I was right. Right. Like a Friday or Saturday night. So
0: Yeah. No, I'm excited to check that out. That might be uh next on my list. Um I finally checked out via shutter one cut of the dead, finally. Jeez. Ooh. Um, yeah. You know, I we've been talking about this movie for a long time. Yeah. Uh, is it's pretty good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um at first, like and I knew I, I didn't know like secrets of the movie right but I knew that somewhere in the movie it kind of shifts gears and I'm like okay so for the whole time I'm waiting for it and then like when the moment happens I'm like oh okay so this is gonna be it and yeah it it totally does shift gears and I think uh, I I think that's what kind of what follows after that is what makes the movie really endearing
3: oh absolutely
0: yeah uh, yeah it, I highly recommend it if you have a shutter subscription you should definitely check it out um, it, that and like Tigers are not afraid are two movies that I've been trying to knock out and uh, I still got Tigers to watch but yeah um, it's starts off as a film crew if, if you're not aware of what this movie is about it starts off as a film crew that's filming a very low 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 budget zombie film and um yeah i mean i kind of don't want to give a lot away so it's just really that whole process of making the movie and it kind of intercuts between well there's possibly a zombie apocalypse happening as they're filming it so yeah um so yeah, it's it's fun to watch, and uh, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, again, it's on Shutter, and that's one cut of the dead. And yeah, um, I don't know if that has a physical media release right now, but I don't know if it has a
3: stateside one. Uh, oh, it does. It's definitely it does like, like a
0: third window films, but yeah, you have to go through them. I think yeah. I don't. I don't think it's available on like Amazon or anything like that. So, but yeah, one cut of the dead.
2: Yeah, great movie
0: Patrick what was the second movie that you watched
2: uh, I've been watching the uh, docu-series Cursed Films available on Shutter. Yeah. I watched the first one
3: I've seen the first two
2: it's... I've seen the first one <laughs> very enjoyable so how uh, many are out? Two, three? Three. So right, so right now there's three. But when so... this is recorded,
3: when this is released, the fourth episode will be out.
2: Okay. Uh, do we know what they're covering for the fourth one?
3: No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Twilight Zone's one of them. Okay. Um, I don't know what the fifth one is, though. Okay.
0: So the first is so yeah. The Exorcist, which
2: is... So one the one first- of yeah, the first one's pretty good. Uh, they So it's basically a five-part series where they cover uh, horror films that are have supposed curses behind them. So, of course, you have The Exorcist and they get into maybe crazy things that happen on set. Uh, I think The Omen was probably the most interesting one as far as, oh, this is actually kind of creepy. Uh, the Poltergeist one was, was very good, but they they definitely take a more realistic approach to that one. And I feel like that one was more about silencing a lot of the bullshit. uh, Well, yeah, it's surrounding it, which it was very respectfully done. I I like that, like, especially regarding the hetero work stuff that, and even uh, you, there's one part that stuck out to me was one of the, uh, I think it was one of the, special effects artists and he's uh he's talking about how people are saying that you know it's cursed because they used real skeletons in that scene towards the end of the first movie and he was saying basically you know that's that's an insult to me like he's like you have no idea how insulting that is and then he he brought up uh a bunch of other examples and he's like first of all this isn't the first time anybody's done this in a movie he's you know uh house on haunted hill apparently that was a real Mm -hmm. skeleton uh no there uh see the original frankenstein had a real skeleton in it as well and he he brought up a lot of other examples and yeah i thought it was really interesting and you know were they real (laughs) were they real skeletons apparently Okay. He never, he never, he never denied it, but he mm. he was more or less defending it and saying, you know, hey, the fact that we use these is not the reason that this stuff happened, and think bad things yeah. just happen, basically. But but yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, I'm really curious about what the next one's going to be. If that's Twilight Zone, I don't know. It uh, looks like it looks like it's The Crow oh i,
0: right. oh, I yeah. didn't even think
2: about that okay yeah. that makes yeah, sense. yeah i forgot they were yeah. doing that one
0: i'll be honest but i i wasn't too impressed with the exorcist episode and maybe that's just that was because, my least
2: favorite one i think okay. the omen episode is way better
0: cool cool cool
2: i i didn't like the exorcist one because they focused on they put too much focus on that so-called exorcist (laughs) real life exorcist towards the end of it and right where they were showing like all these goofy possessions and i was just like why why are they doing this this?" but you what
3: we're discounting and none of us were alive was how shocking that movie was when it came out and i think the point they were making was that these people are kind of um using these films as a reference because they don't even really say, are these people possessed? It's more, I forget who's yeah. saying this, but like they're people who maybe think they're possessed and the way they act and the things they say, they pull from pop culture and movies because they, they have a no frame of that, yeah. reference for it. Right. And that's what I, I, I thought about that. Interesting about um, that approach to it. Cause I had heard some people were like, yeah, the real like ex- the real exorcism stuff.
2: Wasn't really in their bag. Yeah, I think the Omen episode's good though because yeah, R- Richard Donner's actually in it. Yes, And yes. I think that adds a little bit of validity to it.
0: Well, I wasn't sure if like I didn't like The Exorcist just because you know we all I I hope we all know like some of the true story behind The Exorcist just because of where we live because that's right. where yeah, the true yeah. story happened but also it just felt like more not really diving into the curse more of or the supposed curse right but more the behind the scenes stuff and I just yeah. I mean yeah. it, it's stuff that I heard before and I guess maybe like uh, William well, Friedman shooting um, gun and... oh okay. go
3: ahead no, go ahead, Patrick.
2: Oh no, I was just saying like behind the scenes stuff, like the things that William Friedkin would do, and yeah, the set yeah. burning down, and but yeah, it seems like it it got into a little bit more of the hysteria surrounding it, like yeah, people passing out in the theater, and, and that was fine, that which, was all- which which isn't which isn't bad, but it was just kind of like I don't know. if – I don't know if I'd call that a it seems more like a behind
0: the scenes like EPK or like a feature exactly on a Blu-ray versus really trying to narrow down the curse the
3: issue with covering The Exorcist is that it is one of the most influential horror films. Um it has been documented extensively. Um I'm still holding on to my old DVD that has that BBC documentary, the fear of God. Oh yeah. Um, But the Omen, the old 20th century Fox DVD release I have, has kind of the same kind of special feature talking about, you know, the cursed, you know, filming of the Omen. Right. Um, Yeah. And in that, like Dick Donner's on it. He says something. I don't think he repeats on cursed films, but he goes, you know, when you're making a comedy, you remember the funny parts when you're making a drama or a romance movie. You remember all people who fell in love or people who got divorced or type of things that happened during filming. But with a horror movie,
1: you're gonna remember the bad shit. Uh, the, thing, the thing with me, like about the Exorcist, like I never really considered it like a quote-unquote cursed movie. Like the the history of like. Yeah, you know, what inspired it and whatnot. Yeah, I get that. But like movies like The Poltergeist and the Omen were, like messed up stuff actually like happened while filming and like like uh was it the omen that someone died in a plane crash or which one yes. was that? There yeah. was
3: well Gregory Peck's plane was struck by lightning.
1: Right. Yeah. Someone
3: else's plane was struck by lightning. Um there was um the plane he was originally Gregory Peck was going to take, ended up crashing, and everyone died on it. He did not take that flight, obviously. Was that when um, they were
0: going to begin shooting? Or Yeah,
3: he was like flying over to um, England to shoot.
0: There yeah, like, was somebody
3: that, yeah. involved in production, and their girlfriend or wife was decapitated, similar to uh, the decapitation in the movie. So... Right,
1: so that led like to the rumors of like you know the devil's trying to stop this movie and stuff like yeah. that. That that was <laughs> something I was interested in.
0: And I was really wanting to see if that anything, episode. I would think that the devil would warn everybody. They actually <laughs> exactly. uh, bring that's that, that
3: up. They bring that up in the movie okay. or in the in the in episode. The yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Kiel, so that's Curse Films, and that's available on Shudder. All right, uh, Jeremy. What about what's your second pick?
3: Uh, my second pick, I actually haven't rewatched because I thought we were just recommending movies.
0: Oh, well, I that's mean, fine. I mean,
3: <laughs> I've seen it, but I just haven't rewatched it lately. Oh, that's good. Uh, but it just got added to Shudder. It is available on Prime and Tubi if you're cheap. Uh, it is Mike Flanagan's Absentia from 2011. Solid. That was his I've seen that. first horror film um, made for pennies,
0: it was a Kickstarter project. Uh-huh.
3: And it is about a woman who, um, husband has been missing for, I think, like seven years. And she gets him declared dead in absentia, which is basically a way for her to be able to, I guess, you know, one, get divorced. Um, she is pregnant and in a new relationship, trying to move forward. And then one day he is back. And it, I don't really want to give a ton away because I didn't know a lot about it watching it, but something kind of sinister happened to him and there's an investigation more or less. And um, it's very small, but very pretty like creepy film. Um, There's some weird coincidence on that. Like, I guess one day they filmed in a Mike Flanagan's first apartment in California, which he didn't even like, know until they showed up and that his unit was available to film in. Um, They have Doug Jones as uh, a monster. That was like a big get for him. And then there was um, it has the, I wouldn't say first appearance, but the mirror from Oculus is in the film as well. That uh, he had made a short film, the short film for it back in 2006. But his kind of, cla- if you're a fan of him, his classic themes are there. You know, it is a little, it's more or less his first film. So it's a little rough, but I mean, there's a lot of maturity there. There's a lot of interesting adult issues there. And if you're a fan of his film, it's, it's a no brainer.
0: Yeah. I know uh, Mike Hafner and I talked about that movie back on like, episode i know the numbering's all goofy but it was like episode 82 back in 2012 um i'll put a link in the show notes um i i think yeah that was the most striking quality about it it was like oh who is this guy it's very it's it's a mature if i can not say it fancy uh uh, very mature (laughs) horror film um but yeah, it was also cool. Just to like at, at the point of time when I saw it, it was when it finally came out on DVD because I didn't kickstart it or anything. Um, but it was—I remember it was a big get to get Doug Jones, so um, that was really cool.
3: I—I I forget where I heard this story, but apparently that day he was like the only day they got catering because they're like, "Oh, we got we got Doug Jones. We got to look like we're a big production." And they ordered, like, catering for one day.
0: <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think that would be really interesting to watch that movie um, after, you know, watching some of Flanagan's filmography. Well, in yeah. our
3: last episode, you know, Doctor Sleep, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go.
3: And I saw that back in, I think, first in 2016. Um, so that was, like, right after I had seen Oculus. Um, and right before, I think the Ouija prequel was coming out. Ouija, Ouija,
0: Ouija, yeah. Origin, Origin of, evil. of
3: Evil.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I've halfway debated about buying. We all have, Be Be but I don't want the first one. But the completest <sighs> in me wants yeah. it. Oh no! No, you don't.
1: <laughs> what you don't want is there's another franchise called Ouija. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was Ouija
4: experiment.
1: You I, I messed, <laughs> don't you?
4: I messed up and I bought
1: that. I'm like, what? It was Patrick thinking? <laughs> saying the second one was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling him about it. And he's like, that's not the movie. That's something
2: else. That's the wrong one.
1: <laughs> no nice. I took that thing to VStock and like. They're like, this isn't these? in the system. We can offer you like a penny. I'm like, I tell you what, man,
2: you can have it for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like wow. five dollar bin or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> when uh FYE was closing, I went on to one last pass and they were pretty picked over, but they had that we Ouija double feature, and I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> really want part two, but nope, <laughs> nope. I
0: don't know. Maybe I'll pick it up if it's like ever two bucks. Like uh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Uh, Roger, w- what's your second pick?
1: Uh, it's a bit of a cheat because I didn't stream this. Okay, but That's it funny. is it is available on Prime and Tubi. As long as it's Every- available on Prime, yeah, yeah, everything's on Tubi apparently too. It is the so far the release of the year from Arrow Video. Anybody? Anybody? Hmm. Beyond the Door? Yeah. From 1974. Yeah. So this movie is like, it is not a good movie. It is just cheesy and schlocky as all get out, but it, it really defines what I love in like uh, Italian like, exploitation cult films. And it's like their whole philosophy of that time was um, it wasn't so much what your movie was like. The producers would ask you what your movie what movie your movie was like or something like that plus they would mm-hmm. always like they would always be making sequels to movies that they had no right to you know yeah. shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Severn for releasing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 yeah. <laughs> and Terminator 2 and Jaws 5 I think is coming from them yeah yeah
0: yeah cruel jaws but
1: uh beyond the door is like a sh- cool. yeah cruel Jaws. beyond cool. the door is a shameless ripoff of the exorcist and rosemary's baby and um i don't know it's 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 just fun to me like uh i suggested a drinking game with this movie Ooh! anytime a can of campbell's green pea soup is on screen take a drink apparently you wow. get wet <laughs> right.
0: apparently
1: apparently apparently
0: I just love that, uh, you know, the 13 year old Andy and me, uh, love the producer's <laughs> name of beyond the door. Oh, Asio <laughs> yeah. ass. Yes. Yes.
2: ass. Yes. But
0: he gave us, you know, he, he gave us a, uh, the visitor. So that's awesome.
1: Hell Yeah. But That's, you know the y'all sto- oh, go ahead sorry.
0: Oh no, I was just going to be uh, I was just going to complain about the physical media aspect because I don't have the Arrow release but I think I'm going to pick it up because it just looks awesome.
1: Right. And then
0: I have Beyond the Door 3, but they'll never release Beyond the Door 2 because it's shock.
1: Right. I keep well, I keep messaging Severin. Severin, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, if yeah. they get it and they want to do an alternate like slipcover that would be great. Right. For I can't wait to artwork. watch this.
1: But the the story is pretty basic. It's about a woman named Jessica and her husband and like two foul-mouthed kids that really need their asses beat. Uh, she finds she finds out she's pregnant with a third child and oh uh, shit. Complications arise. Like she feels like the the baby's like inside her is trying to kill her. And like Ooh. after a bur- after a birthday party, like she's in the bathroom just throwing up blood. The, hus- <laughs> the husband walks in he's like, "Are are you okay?" yeah (laughs) like no dude but um no man no man (laughs) the movie the movie kind of flows like a almost like a fever dream there's like a lot of ghostly visions that she sees eventually she's like trying to murder her living kids and then that leads into like full-on you know demonic possession and then um you, you later find out that the the baby is also like the antichrist, you know, the son of the devil himself. And, oh man, that's a busy kid. Right. There's a lot going on in the movie, but like, I don't know. It's just, it. like I said, it's, it's just, it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Like the dubbing alone is just straight awful, <laughs> but it, I don't know what it is about it, but I just absolutely love this movie.
3: It 100% seems like my type of bullshit. So, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely um, want to check it out.
1: Right. And the the new arrow transfer, like it's fantastic. Oh, um, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. It really blows away the code red scorpion. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. You know. Because they, the they put that out
3: They oh, put that out a yeah. while ago, right?
1: That yeah. That was one of their first yeah. like
0: DVDs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I was, I was really surprised that Arrow like really rolled out the red carpet for this thing because it kind of doesn't deserve it. But it's not it, a great it, movie, no. But, but apparently, there's like, like enough cult it. following. There's enough cult following that like it is selling out. Like there like is crazy. also
0: like I think it's just one of the more notable Exorcist ripoffs, right? right. And wow. it was very popular when they rolled out that campaign. Um, yeah. like that trailer is fucking killer.
3: Yeah. yeah and <laughs> warner brothers has got abby under lock and key which is fucking bullshit i
0: agree is that
3: movie
1: rules
0: <laughs> that's girdler isn't it
1: yeah that's girdler fuck yeah but if you get this okay. arrow set the uh the limited edition exclusive feature that's the the real go-to is like there's a full-length documentary on the history of italian possession movies Ooh. which i found completely interesting and like it added like at least two movies onto my wish list of things i need to see like one is called i think it's just called the demon but um apparently the whole spider walk thing from the exorcist was originally done by the italians like six years earlier huh, huh. oh my god i'm like that's movie in the movie i gotta see it's in the novel yeah the spider walk mm-hmm.
3: Uh, that's actually my favorite part of the Fear of God documentary is uh, Blatty and Friedkin arguing about the. I the, love the, that <laughs> documentary, security, man. Excluding that scene because Friedkin talks about why it doesn't work building that tent because it's, you know, you say that um, the director's dead. That's when he dies. Yeah. And that's when that happens. So he's like, it's two different. Shocks and it doesn't work that well in the scene and the whole the original uncut scene because in the um you know v- the director's cut which is bullshit is just her walking down the steps and then a close up but she actually walks all the way down the steps kind of flips over and is like attacking her mom not attacking but like kind of like like snake tongue it's really yeah, really hot scene
2: yeah I, I remember seeing that it's so weird. It, I almost want to. It almost makes more sense to call the director's cut the the bloody cut in a way. Yeah. Just because it's pretty much stuff that was in the book that was cut out. 2000, 2001, it wasn't called the director's cut. The version you've never seen. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, uh, that movie is The Demon from 1963. It's oh, apparently it's, it's gonna be really hard for me to find, so Good luck. Yeah, no, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently that um arrow set is already out of print. Damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I regret because I know Jesse from Diabolic DVD said that he had a few copies and I I was like teetering on it and didn't buy it. So another one dust. All right.
1: It happens. It's no Django, but you know. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> don't upset about that
0: one. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> so I'm gonna go a little off. Um it, It's uh the Monster Club, a movie from 1981. Yeah, on Prime yes. Video. Mm-hmm. I've I never seen this movie, and I actually watched it on Blu-ray. then watch the Prime version. I'm assuming that it looks okay, Um but. This has uh, Vincent Price in it. And I was like, you know what? I just want to watch a Vincent Price movie. And uh, that's one that I haven't seen. So that's the one I went with. It is a... um, What's interesting is it's an anthology movie, but it's... And apparently it's also on Tubi. Sorry, I was just double checking. Tubi. Uh, It's directed by Roy Ward Baker, who Mm, you might know from some amicus films. And technically... I know this isn't a um Amicus film but it kind of is sort of uh I think they went under a different like production company name but I mean it's it's directed by Baker uh Milton Sub- uh Subitesky. I always forget how you pronounce his name he produced it and he did a lot of Amicus stuff along with um uh Max Rosenberg I think so uh in a weird way, I think it's it is an amicus film. But it has three stories. Um, I'll be honest with you. None of them are great. But they're okay. They're they're fun to watch. Patrick McGee is in it. Um, Donald John Pleasant's, Carradine. Yeah, John Carradine. So, Vincent Price and John Carradine are essentially your main uh, wraparound people. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it's it's weird because, well, I won't, I mean, Vincent Price is essentially a vampire and like bites John Carradine and then invites him to the monster club and tries to get him <laughs> enrolled. But what makes this movie um, fun, I think, oh, the production company was called Sword and Sorcery Productions. But what makes the movie fun is all the music uh, that's in this movie. Oh, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried finding, uh, there is a record, of this movie, I think Waxwork man, put does it? it, it
3: out, right?
0: What's that? Waxwork put it out. Uh-oh, you're thinking Mad Monster Party. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. The Monster Club. Uh, it was put out on um, record, but it's uh, very, very pricey. Um, the here's here's the funny thing about this music. It is catchy, but it's also really simplistic and cheesy. The interesting part of it is that. Some of the music was done by UB40, mm, which is strange okay. because it doesn't sound very reggae-ish. reggae ish. Reggae? Right, yeah. Reggae? It, did I say, I thought I said reggae. You um, <laughs> said
3: reggae-ish. reggae
0: ish. Reggae? Reggae. Raga. Raga. Reggie. Red, Reggie. Like algae,
2: reggae. A reggae. 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 Reggae.
0: Reggae. Reggae.
2: Reggae. 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 Reggae
3: Reggie
1: Bannister.
0: Reggie told the
3: boogeyman, You better let that raw got dropped.
0: (laughs) Um, but there's a band called Night on here that sounded pretty cool. Um, but they they do uh,
1: Sucker for Your Love. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That one was my favorite.
0: (laughs) Um, I forget what song they did, but um, The Monsters Are Cool. Okay, that's okay. I really really like it. (laughs) Uh, monsters rule okay okay it's it's so much fun i i just i kind of it was one of those movies that yeah i watched it during my quarantine and it just kind of put a smile on my face i'm like you know this is kind of a fun movie to like maybe put on around halloween time so if there was a way to maybe just have the wraparound stuff play on a loop that would be cool not that the yeah. stories are awful, but they're just not they're not too memorable. That's that's the only problem with them. Um but I think it's uh you know, let's let's face it. You're locked up, uh, you have an Amazon Prime subscription, just watch or it. Tubi. Or Tubi. With you know, the ads. I know. With not the everybody's ads. got Prime.
1: Enjoy Tubi while you can. <laughs> oh, right, oh, yeah. What? Oh, What's going that's on? Right?
0: fox bought them out didn't they well, oh,
1: well what's left of fox they're apparently they want to uh, focus on sports and news with tubi
0: not
3: that there's any sports to
1: focus on right now <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. I <laughs> okay so like we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. keep movies but we want to focus on these things i'm like yeah because that's what made Tubi successful
3: right can i uh-huh. uh i need to bring up this movie i watched on tubi Because of a scene I heard about, and I had to witness it. Okay. Children of the Corn, Genesis. Yeah, no. Uh, Fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Shocking, (laughs) shocking, right? This is from 2009 or 11. It was after the remake that was a made-for-TV movie. Dimension holding onto the rights for dear life.
0: Okay.
3: And... I'm not going to bore you with the movie, but an hour in the, maybe an yeah, an hour in the couple escapes from this farm they're stuck on with Billy Drago. They don't escape with him. Uh, There's only one child of the corn who's locked up in the garage. And they
0: uh, Now I want to see a movie called Child of the Corn. Child uh, of the Corn. (laughs) Um,
3: That'd be a prequel? Completely change the saturation and grading of this movie for a scene on the highway. Which then they um, uh, t- they take the highway chase from Bad Boys Two and edit it into the movie. No way!
4: <laughs> what? So,
3: it's the part with the um, what do they call those? The car uh, like carrier. Um that's, you know, the, where, where they're unlatching them all on Bad Boys 2. Oh
0: my god. And so, so how wait, they how
3: they but- justify that is they have this corn child playing with a car carrier in the garage and he is throwing the cars off of the <laughs> toy. It is fucking wild.
0: So the that's director funny. did a Michael Bay
3: uh... The Mike. Steel. No, I mean it yeah. Yeah, he stole from Bad Boys 2. Well, you know and, about
0: the Transformers in like the island. Like Michael Bay ooh, reused mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. action scenes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but this was like pre that, I think.
0: But yeah, yeah. It's not a Michael Bay film obviously. <laughs> crazy. Oh, that's hilarious.
1: That's uh, That sounds better than the obvious Barbie doll and Children of the Corn 3. That gets eaten. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that's not better because that movie is fucking
1: gold. Right. <laughs> that's where I stop. I mean, I'm sure Stephen King would agree that's the logical conclusion. You know what? Four's, <laughs> four's not bad, but
3: it is the logical conclusion because you get to see he who walks behind the cornrows. So yeah. Yeah. Little corn spoiler for you.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah, all those movies are available for free with subscription services, or like Jeremy was saying, Tubi is totally free. You just have to watch stuff with ads. Um, Shutter is about five dollars a month, but you, I, I think they still have the promo going. Uh, yes, it use is. Use the code SHUTIN S H U T I N and you get thirty free days. Uh, we're not sponsored by them. If they want to sponsor us, that'd be great, but we're not, they're Um, just a really good service, yeah. They're just an awesome service, and let's face it, uh, I think what 10 days, right? Um, Joe Bob, yeah,
3: oh, yeah, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, hell yeah, maybe we should uh, zoom, okay, yeah, zoom, Joe Bob, yeah, I don't know, guys, I'm I'm really busy, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Cool. Uh, So that's what we've been streaming. And uh, we're going to get into our main feature, Intruder. Here we are, episode 60. We are covering Scott Spiegel's Intruder from 1989. And again, yes, we are trying to do a theme for our essential workers. And this one takes place in the grocery store. So why not? Um, This is our uh, grocery store tribute to our grocery workers who are out there um, doing a lot of stuff that a lot of us probably wouldn't. So,
3: yeah. um, Uh, I feel most qualified to contribute to this episode because i was a grocery worker for 10 years yeah uh when this podcast started i was still at that job wow wow, i know like when the current iteration started
0: this well, was, I was at i was at walmart for a while yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i never had any retail job so i cannot relate um
3: well sorry. it's like i don't know what um Patrick did, but I kind of was in that weird because I was in the produce section where it was like retail and food service at the same time. It was super weird.
2: I was a meat department manager
3: and Ooh. then I
0: was
2: an overnight manager for a while. So you managed that meat. It was, I managed the meat. I was uh, <laughs> Sam Raimi's oh, character. <laughs>
3: <That> was <Randy. laughs> I was Randy. I was Ted Raimi. So, yeah.
0: Hey, look at us. I, yeah. I, I So, I know it's a song that's made for the movie, but whatever song Ted Raimi is listening to... Yeah, it's like... It's catchy. Every time it just, came on, I'm like, yeah. You know, every, t- every, every, every time
1: I hear that, every time I hear that, I'm like, that that has to be a real song. I know I've heard that
2: It's just that same part every time. I think it has a similar (laughs) melody
0: to a popular song. They're like, well, just rip off of that and we'll just loop it. It's actually a jam band
3: song. (laughs) He's he's a jam
0: band he's listening to. But um, was this anybody's first time watch?
2: I bought this movie, like, I think it was around the time when Maybe when Spider-Man Two came out or something like that, and there was there was a, an old DVD and
3: yeah, I almost bought that. I
2: I was what attracted me to it was that it said Bruce Campbell starring Bruce Campbell and <laughs> Sam Raimi, and it was like, well, one of the one of those is kind of true. I mean, Bruce Campbell <laughs> shows up at the end, but that that was I was like, man, that's the most misleading cover. But I ended up I mean- loving it. I ended up loving it just the same, though. Do
3: <laughs> so. um, you remember Scott Spiegel's cameo in Spider-Man 2?
2: He had the pizza stolen,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was the first Blu-ray I bought.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Wow. This is what pushed me um, over there. Because
3: it was a Blu-ray DVD. Uh, it was like a two-disc from Synapse. And I love slasher movies. And I was like, that sounds right up my alley.
0: Yeah. I mean I definitely That's what did. pushed me
3: over the edge, brother. I definitely
0: did <laughs> that where it's like, oh, it's Blu-ray DVD combo. So I'm I'm future proof. And now we yeah four K. <laughs> and I'm doing the same shit. I'm buying four K <laughs> Ultra H <laughs> D and I don't even have a four K Blu-ray player.
1: I'm just waiting for the zombie to drop. I mean I bought a couple of
3: That's <laughs> true.
0: So many people I bought a couple
3: Blu-ray only releases too when they were like super cheap.
0: Yeah. Um, So if nobody's ever seen Intruder before, uh, this is, uh, so the streaming capability on this is a little goofy, but um, we tried to find movies that are streamable. Now Amazon has a, um, they have two versions. One's just Intruder and the other one's Intruder Remastered, which is technically Full Moon. And, we were talking to Roger before recording and we think it's probably the same transfer that Signamps used. Uh, but you can, if you have never signed up for Full Moon through the Amazon service, you can get 30 free days. So you could watch, you know, the Puppet Master movies, the Evil Ball movies, the Ginger Dead Man movies if you want. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if I'd recommend well, maybe Puppet Master Three. I like Puppet Master Three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you gotta watch that one, uh the creeps with the oh, the, midget, oh, the uh, creeps. monsters
3: Tits. What about um Head of the Family? I yeah.
0: I remember watching <laughs> Head of the Family for the first time. Like, when it came out, I absolutely hated it. I turned it off. Because no, he got all rapey and I'm like, nope, no, no. It's,
3: it's it's terrible. Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, let's talk about Intruder. So uh, Intruder is a movie that does star some familiar faces, but uh, you have, well, you have Ted Raimi, you have uh, Sam Raimi, who is in front of the camera, which I'm sure people do catch his cameos in some of his movies. It also has Danny Hicks, uh, who you might remember from Evil Dead 2. And uh, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Bye, and Joe, and Joe, and just yeah. crazy about this story. <laughs> there's, there's some cameos. Um, you have Greg Nicotero plays a cameo. Uh Scott Spiegel's a cameo. Oh Stimble yeah, is a cameo. He's the
3: bread driver. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. There's <Isn't laughs> no Scott Spiegel. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick Taro is the dude that is, I guess, on a beer run and realizes the store's closed. Yeah. <laughs> he, does he even get out of his car? Yeah, he's yeah. at, the, he's at oh. the door. He's like, oh, man, they're closed. And then the door's so- locked.
1: lights are off. He's knocking. Well, I guess it's
0: closed. <laughs> here's, what,
3: here's what I'm confused about, because it's about a, um overnight grocery team who's working. I can't really tell if they're open. Because they're getting zero customers, aside from the old band at the beginning. Um, you have who's Sister Estevez checks out. You know, apparently she's only working Renee like Estes. a Renee Esteves is working like a half shift or something like that because she fucking bounces early.
0: Yeah, she yeah. she dies off camera essentially, and she gets, she gets that case of Corona. End. But um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, there was a scene. I mean, like a literal case of Corona. No, I know, and (laughs) there was a scene where I saw like a whole row of toilet paper, and I'm like, "Oh, mm, mm,
3: must be nice, must be
0: nice." But um, if you see
3: any, let me know.
0: (laughs) No, the store was open, and they were closing in 15 minutes, as Sam Raimi announces over the intercom. Oh, right. So then it's yeah, it's the the Overstock crew. And, I mean, it, it's a full crew, but I guess they're just working overnight to... That,
3: that's normal. That's normal for a lot of grocery stores to have an overnight I was gonna say, you
0: stock. fuckers should know No, right. I know,
3: but I was just like, okay because, are they open? Are they not open? Why do they have cash drawers? Because they need to turn that in, like, oh, we're really worried about, like our main character buying the bag of peanuts, like okay I know. It's just like my like, I'm like, why are you open?
1: How come nobody's <laughs> watching the floor? Whatever. When I worked at Walmart, like when I first started, like it wasn't a super center. And like I worked on oh. a third shift where we, you know, we would do that. We would come in like for an hour and then the store would close and then we'd finish up the rest of the night and whatnot. So I think it was probably something like that.
3: The way people were stocking the shelves, I was just like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like that guy with the cornflakes who put up, like, two facings and then was stacking them horizontally. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, f- man. What the fuck is that, right,
2: Patrick? Like, you know. No, it's not right. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, like, right. Like, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Somebody buys four yeah. boxes
3: of cornflakes and then they're just... D- no. No. No, I would get
2: chewed out so badly if I did that. Everybody would. would, Yeah, they'd be like, "Go do it again." (laughs) Um, Saw no
3: evidence of rotating product. That's for fucking sure. Which (laughs) people who don't like, um, (laughs) you know, Ted Ramey uh, deciding to have a watermelon then cut directly out of the center for a snack. Here's what you do. Like, when you have the watermelon, whatever slice you're going to do, you basically take, like, let's say he's doing, like, quarters, Mm. you know, and then he's going to cut it twice, cut cut those halves in half, and then you shave a little bit off the top for you. You don't just, like, kind of dig in unless you're going to make, you know, chunks out of that whole watermelon. Like, there's a lot of ways to snack. And I guess he's overnight and alone, so he's like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to waste this whole half of watermelon by. Digging directly
1: in the middle of it. <laughs> well, maybe loss prevention was the reason why they're selling the store.
3: <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. I mean, I the, the guy stocking beer who fucking crushed five beers? <laughs> and I mean, I've, I've heard stories about it. I've never seen people drink like that on the job, but I worked with plenty of people who would do that. Or they'd go out to their cars and drink on their lunch break. But fuck, that dude's just crushing beer. Like, <laughs> But then you gotta think of all the loss prevention that happens when the killing starts.
0: Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> I've seen this movie a few times, but this yeah. time I watched it, uh, I don't know, like I was enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a fun movie that it's, you can yeah. tell that the creative team led by Scott Spiegel is really he has a very visual flair to it and we'll get to maybe a possible drinking game of POV shots yeah. <laughs> well God, there's I a television or television telephone like, I don't feel like the, the phone. POV <laughs> shots <Yeah. laughs> the
2: rotary yeah. phone
0: Do anything.
3: It's just like, oh, like this is cool. Oh, whoa. What about this? Whoa, whoa." like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. All those POV
3: shots are just
0: stable brained. For
1: sure. Yeah. Experimenting.
0: But yeah, it was just I mean, it is still kind of interesting that he at least tried for it, even though it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make sense, nor does it it really kind of more or less sticks out like a sore thumb, especially the telephone POV. Because it's like, okay, that doesn't really make a lot of sense but or whatever um the doorknob one totally bought it but (laughs) yeah but what is interesting on this watch i I started making connections to tons of other movies and Mm -hmm. so some of i think the way they even marketed on the synapse blu-ray is that this is from the producers of inglorious bastards and pulp fiction so lawrence bender (laughs) is one of the producers of pulp fiction and a lot of yeah. Tarantino films, and he co-wrote this with Spiegel, um, and also obviously produced this movie. Uh, what's interesting, though, is like I'm sure most people know about the Ramey brothers in Michigan and their tie-in with the Cohen brothers, right? Yeah. Uh, I picked up on it tonight, and I know this is kind of you know, off the discussion of the movie. But the whole Parker speech, is that did that ring any bells with anybody? When he's walking down nine mile with a head in one hand and (laughs) the burger. The the scene that speech repeats twice, one with a hamburger and one with a sandwich. Um Mm. the sandwich part happens towards the end during the Mm review. But I'm like that Why does that sound really familiar? And then it finally fucking clicked. Raising Arizona. Right. And Emmett Walsh is talking. He's telling the same fucking story in the factory scene. Uh, I think it's like the second shot of him. And he's like, so... So this is Bill Parker, you understand? He's got a sandwich in one hand, a head in the other. And like I remember that I always liked MM Walsh. And I remember as a young kid, I'm like, I don't understand that story, but it, it, it it's funny because it's just ridiculous how he delivers it. And when I watched it uh Intruder, like right before we recorded, no surprise, uh, I was just like, man. Yeah, th- I'm pretty sure that's the same fucking speech in Raising Arizona. So I looked it up. Uh, HBO has Raising Arizona, and I looked it up. I'm like, yep, it's the same exact fucking thing. So I thought that Interesting. was Interesting, yeah. Um, um. But yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of little tie-ins with uh, other movies as well, which is uh, the the old man, whenever he like runs into those two dudes that are going into the stories like hold hands you love birds ironically right, so, that line is highlighted in Pulp Fiction well that's uh, from well, a it's Three from,
3: Stooges short Yeah, I it's, think yeah. that's a Shemp short yeah, um, yep. oh which Shemp Big yeah. Shemp oh yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah 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 so
0: it's just like oh this is kind of interesting like you just kind of go down like film rabbit holes with this and just to see how nerdy you are I guess <laughs>
3: <laughs> how nerdy are you Take worried. this intruder quiz.
0: Um, <laughs> I will we'll say save one complaint. Yeah. One <laughs>
3: complaint I have is it takes 30 minutes for somebody to fucking die in this movie. Yeah. And this movie is 85 minutes with credits. But the right,
0: and the credit sequence is... is no, yeah. But uh, yeah. the credit sequence is like three minutes long, and it mm-hmm. does not have any reason to be.
3: No, because when you're pre- running. When you're running short on time, you make a long credit sequence or you have a guy drive a van for 10 minutes, like in rock and roll nightmare.
0: It's, it's the longest <laughs> credit sequence. It feels like a long credit sequence and it feels like one that would be attached to where the movie was like 58 minutes and they had to push it over the 60 minute mark to be labeled a feature. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, with all the technical, uh, things aside I still I, I like this movie quite a bit it does take a while to get to the actual kills it is a slasher movie uh, you
3: spend so much time with characters and you don't really care don't really
0: care for them yeah no uh <laughs> but uh once you do get to the kills that's where the team of B shines mm-hmm. and we get some pretty unique kills uh Oh, man. Like, what, what What was everybody's favorite kill? You don't have to name characters, but...
3: I mean, is anybody going to say anything besides the, um,
1: like, bandsaw? No, the bandsaw is where it's at.
0: I mean, that is definitely the VIP, I think. Yeah. Um.
1: You got the trash
3: compactor. Oh, well, the uh, cardboard compactor, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's good. That um, one's good, and then the letter spike... Yeah, I, I forget what those things are called, but yeah, the letter oh, spike.
3: They? Oh, the, no, that's like the, yeah, for like the bills. Spikes? Like,
0: Let's I just don't call
3: know. It a letter spike. What they I, have I, for I, tickets and restaurants. and um, <laughs> yes, it's an Oh, yeah, gouger. no, that's one of those like
0: <laughs> they, I've call worked, it a, they call it a fulci spike? Mm-hmm. I've
3: worked around those <laughs> yeah. a long time and restaurant and food service and yeah every time you just picture like somebody's hand going through and they're putting a ticket stabbing a ticket or a bill you just imagine somebody's hand
2: Just <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen
3: <laughs> um i don't know what when i picked this up but in the old Pop records i actually got issue six of gore zone
0: oh fuck yeah
3: with intruder on the cover oh nice yeah so
0: for everybody that's listening, Jeremy is using the Zoom capabilities and showing the, us Zoom, the front yeah. cover. <laughs> um,
3: but that is so it is of the bandsaw death, and considering this movie was cut till it was really cut only a few years ago, I can't imagine time,
0: for a long time.
3: That's what kind of sucks about GoreZone is you see all this cool shit, and then you go see the movie, and you're like, "What? Where the fuck is any of this?"
0: There might There's even be a in special there. feature. On the Blu-ray because I vaguely remember somebody talking about how they saw all the gory photos in Gore Zone and they didn't see a lick of it in the yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, that's that was my first experience with this movie. It was like I think it just got released on Netflix. And I was like, Yeah, it's a movie I've been wanting to check out, but the DVDs are like crazy expensive and I'm like watching I'm like, What was everybody talking about? This movie sucks.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but Danny um, Hicks, I, I do love Danny Hicks in this movie. Um, even though he kind of phones it in for the majority of it, the, the, oh, the payoff shit. is towards the end. There's, there's there. apparently...
3: Sorry, I was looking at what posters are in this issue. There is a uh, Sammy <laughs> Kerr, oh, Pumpkinhead, Toxic Avenger, Part 2, and Life Force Dude. posters.
0: Maybe we should just go back to the 80s, guys.
3: Yep. man. Uh, there's yeah. also a... Uh, nice video watchdog section about where to buy bootleg tapes. So, you know, Mm. like, (laughs) so if you really wanted to see a like 12th generation, you know, VHS copy. Yeah. Let's go back to the eighties.
0: Okay. Well, now Mm -hmm. that you put it that way, I guess you're right. I just, I want to go back to simpler times. And before we (laughs) had this whole pandemic,
1: well, I, I don't know. That's how I watched Henry the first time, and that scared the shit out of me.
0: I remember watching <laughs> this Holocaust. This is real. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. I watched on on <laughs> like eighth generation VHS copy, and then was told it was banned everywhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my god, what am I seeing? A snuff film?
1: <laughs> that woman's really in pain. That's scary. Is this a snuff <laughs> film? <laughs> this is a snow film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a snuff film?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, Intruders, I I mean, I think uh, especially if you're a fan of like Evil Dead 2 and just anything that some of the Raimi guys did, right, is I I think it's worth a watch. It is definitely a film that you really see, you know, the stitching on it for sure. Yeah. Um, But I I think there's still some fun stuff. You um, get to see the generic beer outside of repo man Man beer (laughs) beer because yes it's true it was a thing it was a brand i think it was just i i can't remember the brand name it might have been generic or it just might have been called brand i don't know It was Um, a really weird period
3: lots of uh meister brow Mm
0: is that real? Which,
3: yeah, that's a, that was a real beer.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> mm. Meister Brown. It almost Meister seems it, it seems either like a fake beer, but I'm like, no, they didn't have the budget to create that, no, or it seems like a beer you not. would find at Aldi. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's kind of kind of is an Aldi beer now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. but No, it's more like like dirt cheap or something. Oh, there you
4: go. <laughs>
3: like uh,
2: <laughs>
3: or um god, what the hell was 7-Eleven's Beer. I don't know if they still have it. Like beer thirty. Oh, shit. I remember that? Beer
2: thirty.
0: <laughs> I did not know Seven Eleven had there. Or was that
3: um, or was that uh, Dirt Cheaps? I don't know. Somebody had like a maybe a Seven Eleven did one called like Game Game Day or
2: something. Some bullshit like that. I don't know. I I know a little, like, oh man decent amount of shit. I just beer, beer thirty light. Wow, if you just look yeah. that up on Google, oh,
0: there's doing research. <laughs> it looks like
2: a uh knockoff Bush logo with the like yep. the Alps. <laughs> oh, so that's probably the um...
3: Oh, I think did Walgreens get rid of their house beer? Remember when they like did that oh, pretty yeah. pretty recently? Oh, yeah. Rolling yep. flats. Yeah. I, never
0: I don't need to have
3: it. I mean it was like
0: I think when you start having those types of beers, you have to kind of start to admit something. Three
3: bucks a six
2: pack, though? Oh. I
3: mean, the price was right. Oh,
0: God, uh, I will say
2: the Aldi beer is not bad. Aldi
3: beers are, like, decent because they actually get people to contract through that stuff. I mean, yeah. That beer, that yeah. Rolling Flats was always brought to my house or at someone's <laughs> house, but that, um, it's
4: Oh,
0: I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah i think this is this is a fun film for the gore fans you just gotta stick through the first like 30 minutes oh
3: you gotta it is i mean i watched it like in the morning and i was like when the fuck is this shit gonna take off <laughs> like i was getting impatient
1: <laughs> who you who me <laughs> so uh what, what I always found funny about this about, about this movie was um, the boyfriend i don't I don't remember what his name was, Yeah do but I just refer to him as Red Harrington Because, <laughs> <laughs> because any horror fan is going to know immediately that is not the killer.
0: His name was oh. Craig Ferguson, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't remember that. Craig Peterson' Craig Peterson, that's right
3: And I'm pretty sure. Um, around the, like, cardboard compactor, you can see who the killer is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he's shoving um, the head in
1: there, like, that's not a leather jacket. That's... Because <laughs> I remember,
3: like, first time I watched, or maybe, yeah, first time I watched it, I was like, well, I could see who that is.
0: I love. Yeah, there's a certain yeah. facial feature that kind of sticks in. I love the
2: scene when the boyfriend, <laughs> when the boyfriend is in the store, and, dude, what the and and Sam Raimi's <laughs> the- character oh, just dude. walks in and goes, "Hey, hey, what's going on?" And then he just hey, jumps in <laughs> the, <laughs> and in the, gets in the display.
3: Pe- that Pepsi display, like <laughs> excuse our um.
2: But that, you know, that music,
3: I can't. I can't. Da, 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 There's da, da, da. a lot of library music so in funny, this yeah. movie. <laughs> um where it like makes me think of Ren and Stimpy because they use a lot of library music. Like some keystone cop Yeah, there was one cue
0: that I remember hearing somewhere and it's going to drive me insane. I can't remember what movie I heard it from originally, but, um, so I think this is the character's name, Bub, the guy that talks really strange.
1: The what I assumed was the stoner,
0: the blonde, yeah, the blonde headed yeah. like oh, Sean yeah, Penn yeah. kind of ripoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, So I'm pretty sure to bring it back to like Pulp Fiction, I'm pretty sure that's the flock of seagulls guy. I could be uh, wrong.
3: Flock of seagulls guy, yeah. Like in the uh, apartment,
0: yeah, yeah. When Sam Jackson's yeah. like you, flock about, of seagulls.
3: What about you, flock seagulls? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. But my man hits it where it, that shit said. Okay. And I think he's like, it's in the cupboard. <laughs> he just I guess that's maybe what he normally sounds like, honestly. But what's funny about it is I looked him up and the actor's name is uh Burr Steers, which I feel, feel like that's a fake name. However, uh he is credited in Pulp Fiction, so I I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. That that's yeah. But he's also the director of Igby Goes Down, Charlie St. Cloud, and to bring it to horror, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies.
3: <laughs> what? Wow.
2: Yeah. So Holy
3: a,
0: shit. He's had, a, he's had
2: a decent career then. Yeah. He had I'm, a decent...
3: I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit I'm like, From Dusk to Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money. Uh... But sounds like he's doing a little bit better than Spiegel. Yeah. yeah so Spiegel <laughs> Which, has is, he done anything since Hostel Three?
0: So, I I don't know. Um, I know Spiegel did. So he did the f- two, from Dust Hold On. Uh, he
3: did Hangman's Daughter as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I could be wrong though. I don't know. I thought he did those two. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. He just did Texas Blood Mine. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm right.
3: Fuck. I know. Really. sorry. If it's a uh, dumb sequel, I probably know about it. Yeah. But yeah,
0: he did after after that, he did Hostel Part Three, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Apparently he's got a new movie called Spring Break eighty three that he co directed mm. with somebody that has Joey Pants in it. But and Morgan Fairchild? Whoa. Weird. What? I don't know, man. <laughs> um Lee, Lee Majors. majors. <laughs> Holy shit! Lee Majors. America Estrada. Joe Piscopo. Oh. <laughs> Holy fuck! Wow. Anyway, so check <laughs> out Spring Break '83. Keep your eyes on that one. Um, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I'm sure, it's fun. But um, yeah, I mean, Scott Spiegel also co-wrote um, Evil Dead Two. So just, oh yeah. yeah! No, no, no! Let's like disrespect no, on the guy. I guess no
3: disrespect on the man. It's just hearing this random fucking actor had like a better kind of better run than you know Spiegel. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Is I not so
3: I'm a big fan of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? And if you've read my review on Destroy the Brain, oh, yeah. you would know. Did he
2: ever? That? Did Scott Spiegel ever record an audio? Uh, commentary?
0: I think so. I think you recorded a commentary. Yeah. Maybe on one of the Because the, Evil Dead the 2 commentary releases. for Evil
2: Dead 2 is like the best audio commentary out there, I
3: think. So. That commentary will ruin you for like all other commentaries. Um, I. Evil Dead 2 was the first DVD I bought. And so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, commentary. And then that one is. Miles in a way, like incredible, and I.
0: Yeah, he's on there. He's on the commentary with Sam okay. and everybody. Okay. Well,
3: yeah, no, the um, yeah, that Evil Dead Two commentary though is just outstanding. Like it
2: really is. Uh, there, there were times when I think when I first bought that Anchor bades DVD, like yeah. half the time I was. I mean, probably like most of the time I was watching it with the commentary yeah. just because it was so entertaining I don't even know
3: the last time probably the last time I listened to commentary was when I reviewed something for the site um, Yeah, but I remember having like my best friend over to listen to the Evil Dead 2 commentary
0: dude it's been a long time since I've listened to a commentary I realized that the yeah. other day I'm like fuck I mean there's
3: a lot of good ones that I don't know, but having yeah, Evil Dead Two as your well,
0: as I was your first one somebody. kinda
3: like ruins uh ruins commentary tracks for you. Like um the Spider-Man one. I was like, oh this will be good because Evil Dead is good. <laughs> no,
2: no. It's fucking Yeah, boring. it's not it's not very good. Like the Evil Dead ones are all right. The the last Blu-ray release of Evil Dead it was mm-hmm. like two 2000- thousand 10 or so 11 like or Which like that. one? Which fucking one. Yeah, it was that that one has a new commentary, new commentary with uh, Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Bruce Campbell. And that commentary is worth listening to. Okay. And it's close to the Evil Dead 2 commentary.
0: So I'm assuming it's it's probably the Evil Dead release by anchor bay where they put out the correct aspect ratio yes
2: that's the one i, I want to say 2000 2010
0: maybe yeah yeah that sounds about right but yeah um <laughs> i know we kind of went on a tangent there <laughs> stop uh, talking okay. about intruder but honestly like <laughs> I, I think um you know it's related Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I mean, like I said earlier, I think if you're a fan of, you know, Sam Raimi a lot, especially the Evil Dead films or just his filmography in general, this is worth a watch because you'll notice a couple of, you know, recognizable faces, namely his brother and Danny Hicks. But also I think it kind of, it's almost cut from the same cloth. Um, It's just not as successful or uh, possibly as entertaining as like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. But well,
3: uh, I mean, yeah, it's you know,
0: it is definitely like a show off. Sam Raimi, KMB, yeah,
3: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely K&B show where Evil Dead, Evil Dead. You know, Sam Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel are just two totally different filmmakers in terms of right. talent.
0: So yeah, if you wanted to spice up your viewing of Intruder, like I said, uh, Drinking Game. You know, you yeah, if you want beer or shots, um, but anytime you see... Always go with
3: beer if you're playing a drinking game. You can have a shot as one of the rules, but you're actually going to watch... No, 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 no. I am a seasoned movie drinking game
0: (laughs) person. Essentially, you're going to take a a shot of beer or drink a beer. Well, not like power hour. Right, right. Not power hour. Okay, fine. Uh, Just take a swig whenever you see a POV shot, and yes, that includes the floor when she's sweeping um, the telephone POV, the doorknob POV shopping cart, shopping cart. Yeah. Even if you're in the shopping cart, that is a POV of Mm -hmm. the shopping cart. Um, Yeah. I think, uh, I think that will keep you occupied and hopefully get you through that first 30 minutes for sure.
3: You might fall. You might pass out before the first kill. How your
0: talent is. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You may fall asleep,
0: but uh, overall i think it's a fun movie to watch um one to kill time with and it's it's relatively short too so uh i i still recommend yeah. it
3: i recommend it um you know it comes in that slasher or cycle of the late 80s slashers so it's kind of a dry uh <laughs> slim pickings um from that time frame but i think it's worth your time again the candy effects are totally worth it.
0: Yeah. I think it's one of the few, if not only, horror movies set in a grocery store unless you want to call the mist. Oh, I why didn't we do the I... mist? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that would have been time. Yeah. Well set that,
3: that of, of, of a couple uh, other ones we could do. <laughs> this one focuses on the workers. It's fine. Right,
0: right, exactly.
3: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Poor norm. No, there's that part in The Mist where the guy working, I think, cusses out, tells Toby Jones, who's like the store manager, to go fuck yourself. And I was like, (laughs) live in the dream, bro. Live in the dream.
0: Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, Patrick or Roger, did you have any last words?
2: I wouldn't say it's as good as maybe Evil Dead 2 or any of the Raimi movies of that time period, but if it's definitely... I've always enjoyed it because I discovered this around the same time I was getting into that series. And I think if you enjoy that sense of humor, you would enjoy this a lot, especially like we mentioned uh, Scott Spiegel being part of Evil Dead 2 and co-writing that. I think him and Sam Raimi have the same sense of humor, even though as you different directing styles, but yeah, I mean I think if that's your cup of tea, you'd enjoy this just as much, probably. But I've I've always I've always been a fan of it. So yeah, I recommend it.
0: Cool. Roger?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely recommend it. It's uh it's, I mean you have it's a shirt fun on. splatter. I yeah. Mean, right, yep. It, I mean it's it's fun splatter, that's what you come in for. Exactly. Uh, I mean that that band saw kill, like we said before, is like top notch. It like dethroned absurd for my favorite. Bandsaw kill. Oh, you know what, it, it you just know what went always, above and beyond. What
0: always got me about that bandsaw kill is how close the, the bandsaw is to the teeth. Right. Yeah. That's what got me. Because what's my what
3: call? Are you, you going to say it uh, gummed up the blade?
0: Because no. right
1: oh. you know that, that saw cut the roots. That's where so, it hurts the most. Uh, <laughs> ugh. Ugh.
0: I just thought of a dentist and like just how you feel sometimes when something's close to your teeth I'm like oh god <laughs> that's what always uh-huh. got me but anyway so yeah that's episode uh, 60 of the Destroy the Brain podcast Intruder is available on Tubi and it's uh, also available on oh uh, changed on Prime oh boy oh boy oops
3: it's on the full moon streaming service oh yeah
0: that's right. That's right. I I did a Google search. I fucked up there. Um uh, so yeah, if if you sign up on the Full Moon uh app for 30 days or not the app, but just sign up on uh Amazon, you can uh you can rent it for free, I guess. And then you can totally
3: cancel it before you give him any money.
0: Yeah, do that. Do that. That's how Charlie gets you, man. Like yeah, it's full moon. It's not trauma. (laughs) At the at the conventions, it's like, oh, you get you know three Blu-rays if you give us your credit card information (laughs) and your Social Security number. (laughs) I remember I remember at Wasteland when he was doing this. I took him up on the offer, but then like he was. Writing uh, like his team was writing down the credit card numbers because they didn't have a swiper. Uh, really? Uh, suspect. And I, uh, I think. I think. Like I told him, I'm like, nah, just take the Blu-rays back, and they're like, oh, well, what's your PayPal? And I'm like, okay, we'll do that, and then I quickly <laughs> canceled. It was pretty painless. Oh, wow. But yeah, <laughs> they were. They literally had printed out slips of like credit card numbers. That
1: is so weird. <laughs> So this
3: company, you know, I haven't been to a lot of um, uh, conventions, but this company, what year is this?
0: Oh, it was a few years back.
3: But what year?
0: I want to say 2010, 11 maybe? Okay,
3: so in 2010, they didn't have a credit card reader, but when I went uh, D. Wallace Stone was accepting credit cards in 2008 and had yeah. a swiper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what does that fucking tell you? Uh, I that mean, maybe, maybe they're that- <laughs> well, how,
4: how else yeah. are
0: those yeah. uh VHS big box reprints going to pay for themselves, goddammit? <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh Jeremy, where can people find you on the uh,
3: I am only on Twitter when talking about Friday the 13th movies. At Bonesy And uh, <clears throat> you can find me on Instagram at quarantine at uh, Camp, Camp Blood. Blood.
0: Yeah. Quarantine at or, Camp Blood.
3: Yeah. Whatever. Changed it. Thanks, Ren. That, that, that. <laughs> and I'm technically on Letterboxd, but I don't use it.
0: Yeah. And we know.
3: <laughs> but it's who knows? Anything goes in these
0: <gasps>
2: Wild West days.
0: Oh, man. Wow. Patrick, what about you? I'm on
2: Twitter at Max Rebo Rules and Instagram at and Roger.
1: Instagram and limping along on Letterboxd um, at Roger Van Gool. All
0: right. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, PSN, all that bullshit. Letterbox as well at Sreefi T-R-I-E-F-Y. You can find us as a collective at Destroy the Brain. On Instagram and Twitter, Uh, I also want to publicly thank everybody for uh, hanging out and doing the horror trivia on Instagram. Which Roger (laughs) won—big
4: surprise!
0: (laughs) Roger, I I think Roger uh, private messaged me. He's like, "Should I? If I won, (laughs) did I really win? (laughs) Shouldn't I be disqualified or something?" (laughs) Right. I got fifth place, baby. <laughs> yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I was kind of it was weird doing everything by myself, Jeremy. Um, I will say that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, we could do one Thursday.
0: Nah, not, not that Thursday.
3: <laughs> fine.
0: I, I mean, it still took some organization.
3: Yeah. But it fine. was easier we'll, because we'll like, we had
0: we had the question. I just reused old questions.
3: Well, yeah. Don't use new ones. Well, God, um,
0: but yeah, um we'll, yeah. we'll maybe do another edition. I think that would, that's a good idea. Uh, of course, it, it is. Seems like it's we'll a great idea. Like stuck um, at home again.
3: I know we talked briefly at first, but I think we should still look into doing like a group watch for the page or
0: yeah. listeners
3: if they want to do it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No. That'd I think that's cool. a good
3: idea. Yeah.
0: Um, well, we could do the Joe Bob thing. Maybe.
3: Oh, that's true. I
0: don't know. Okay. This is stuff we could talk about offline and figure out. But okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, destroy the brain now has a Zoom account, so we can have a hundred <laughs> participants. Oh. And. would uh, be a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah, but everybody's got to have Shutter. That's the only thing. So.
3: Yeah. Well, it's free month. Get it? Like. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no excuse.
3: But anyway, no excuse
0: um again thank you everybody i hope everybody's staying safe washing them hands and uh you know uh if you live in st louis hopefully we'll see you guys once this is all over and uh at greenhouse will continue hopefully um and then uh Horror trivia night in july july 16th hopefully yeah hopefully um so yeah thanks everybody uh, stay safe stay subscribed we'll come out with another corona virus edition where we pay tribute to our essential workers okay so our killer track is lost in the supermarket by the clash uh per roger's suggestion thank you all very much and adios see you ya. Yay.
5: I should offer a guarantee